Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I break down the Chiefs' win against the Broncos and also preview uh, a match back in Miami against the Miami Dolphins, actually the site of where Chiefs, the Chiefs won Super Bowl uh, 54. Um, Joe, you know, it's a lot of people were looking at this Broncos game. The, the Broncos aren't a great team. They're 4-8. and eight. They have a, a quarterback, Drew Locke, who's still clearly struggling. So like, oh, man, the Chiefs didn't play very well. You're seeing some wars and stuff. I actually think this is a great win. The way I look at it, this is a trap game. The Chiefs have their kind of the tough part of their schedule. It was maybe easy to overlook this one, especially after that impressive game uh, on the road uh, against Tampa. Um, and you look at kind of the NFL across the way, this is kind of the upset weekend. Um, you, you know, that the, uh, the Steelers – loss that which helps mm-hmm. the Chiefs a lot a lot of other teams uh struggled so I, I think that just just get it. I mean the Raiders needed a miracle play to beat the lowly Jets so everybody uh look, look at the Titans losing to the uh the Browns so I think just getting a win in I I against a divisional opponent against a good coach I think this was a great win for the Chiefs even though they might not have been their their sharpest offensively you know what, Jeff, you're right. And that, that, that term that you, you threw out there, trap game, it's really not one that we've used at all this year. We, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't remember us in, in, in these, you know, 13, 14 weeks really mentioning that term. And I think if I were to sum, up, sum it up, that you're right, that, that this was a trap game for them. It was a game they should have won, um, you know, against a team that, you know, has had its ups and downs, but definitely a, a game that they should have won. And, you know it's tough. Look, even the Steelers have proven it that, and and all the all of those uh, seventy-two Dolphins that were smoking cigars and giving a toast uh, up to to the Steelers game. You know it's really hard to win them all. I mean, these are you're, you're dealing with the best of the best from a coaching perspective and a player's perspective. You're dealing with injuries that sometimes we do and don't know about. Right, as much as we. We think we know. We read the injury reports. We, we think we know what's going on, both in the media and as fans alike. Um, you, you know, you never really know who's truly dinged up and how they're really feeling. And if, you know, somebody's not feeling well going into a game or, you know, if, 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 if something was missed in a game plan, somebody made a mistake. I mean, it, it's really hard to win them all. And, mm-hmm. and you know, again, go back to not, not to, to talk about the – to romanticize sort of the, the division rivalries, but you know, it's still, that stuff still exists. Even today's day of, or I said in today's game of data analysis and all of the things that go into, you know, what teams do to prepare to win. There's still emotional factors that go into this stuff. It's still, there's still rivalries that run deep and, and there's emotion that goes into the game. So, you know what? I totally agree with you, Jeff. It was a trap game. The chiefs came out on top, you know, it's okay to be critical and to say, oh, they should have done this or they could have done that. They won the game. A W is a W the same way that an L is an L. And, you know, I'm just glad that they came out, you know, came out with the win. And, and I'm glad that the fans got to see, you know, see a good game in, in prime time 
and and they got to see another another rivalry in this division that is that is really fun to watch. Totally, and we'll get more into this game and then previewing the uh, Dolphins. But first, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. They have so many cool prop bets. You can bet on Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. He's the odds-on favorite. Or you can even take the field against him. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. Never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Joe, one of the things, again, we both agree was a nice win despite the Chiefs not being the most crisp. Um, probably their biggest issue, you know, they moved the ball down the field, uh, but they really struggled in the red zone, had to get settled for so many field goals. I had a theory because I, I, I was initially concerned about the Chiefs, but this seemed like a league-wide a pervasive thing. When I was watching the games uh, Monday night, the Steelers really struggled. Um, the Steelers and the Washington football team, there were multiple goal line stands in that game. The Bills then uh, later on Monday night also struggled. I think it's just the game has become so wide open, so passing friendly, the teams when they really need a yard, it's, it's tougher, tougher sledding. Uh, do you agree with that? I totally agree with your analysis on that, Jeff. I think the game, you know, it's just like anything. Practice you know, is, is what you do to get better at things. And I don't think that teams are working on, you know, fourth and one, third and one, uh, you know, in the goal at the, in the end zone enough. Um, it's, 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 you can work on it out in the open field because you got all that, like you said, you got all that field to work with, but you know, you, as you get closer and closer to the goal line, as Marty Schottenheimer used to say, the fit gets really tight at the top and you just, the fit gets closer and closer and you have so little, um, you know, so little room to work with. And, you know, it, it kind of negates people like Tyreek Hill's speed. And I know I'm probably, it sounds counterintuitive to some of our listeners, because I always talk about Tyreek using his speed, not just vertically, but also horizontally. But even down in the end zone, it's, it's really hard to use your speed, even, even uh, her, her horizontally across the field, right? Um, because it's so close and everything is so tight. And, and you, can, you can throw blitzes at quarterbacks, get them to make quick decisions. Um, and and it's, it's, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's, the game has opened up so much. There are no more Christian Okoyes, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's really, really, Jeff, when's the last time you've seen a really true fullback? I mean, yeah, you know, right. out of the 32 teams, a couple that still utilize some fullback sets, you don't have that lead blocker coming in to to just you know blow things up with a three or four yard run uh, or three or three or four yard head start you know to to allow the tailback to to plow in behind just it's just I think offenses are structured so much differently uh, now and I think it's also coupled with the fact that defenses you know are very stout in the middle right mm-hmm. I mean the size of these defensive tackles and the athletic ability that that they have. It's, you know, it's incredible when you think about the Chris Joneses of the world, how stout they are in the middle. Quarterback sneaks don't really happen that much anymore. And thank goodness the Chiefs didn't try it because I don't want Patrick running yeah, anymore. I, I don't sneak. think we're ever going to see a quarterback sneak again for the Chiefs. <laughs> no way. I think, I think Andy Reid would 
short of it being like the playoffs or maybe like the Super Bowl, I think Andy Reid would rather lose the game oh, than, have, than have it all set on Patrick Mahomes running a QB sneak. I just don't think it's worth it uh, for the long run. So, you know, it, it's really – it's just it's, – I think it's just the game has changed so much on the offensive side. Plus, too, Jeff, I think offensive coaches are getting so – they want to – they want to be so tricky and fancy down there. They want to, you know, they want to run another, you know, use my, one of my favorite plays, obviously being here in Philly and, and watching the Eagles win the Super Bowl with Philly, Philly, right. With, with the touchdown to Nick Foles. I mean, they get so fancy down and there. The, and seeing, the Chiefs tried that exact, um, uh, and it, it didn't work on against the Buccaneers. They had Kelsey yeah. uh, tried to throw the pass to Mahomes. Kelsey probably could have run it in, looked like there was room, but he instead passed it and it didn't work. So that's Yeah, great. so I think offensive coaches are getting a little fancy. You know, the look, you're seeing more tackle eligibles, uh, mm-hmm. touchdowns, right? I mean, everybody keeps jo- joining the Joe V club uh, you know, <laughs> of, 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 of scoring, and it's, it's fun to watch. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think we're just – we're all trying to get a little too fancy, I think. I, I, I think we some, – somewhere, somewhere, someday along the line, someone needs to – to really rep out, you know, some smash mouth tackle to tackle power, you know, sweep football. Yeah, great point. I I was kind of thinking that too. I it's so fun to watch what the Chiefs do. They have their the cool their cool names, you know, uh, uh, catch and release is what uh, when they they threw to Fisher because Fisher fish the the play on words for fishing, uh-huh. and they have so many cool things. I wonder that too. Are are are, are we getting a little? too cute you know instead of uh and, and maybe that is the case i'm, I'm not going to second guess the wizardry of andrew reed who's such a deaf play caller but that did occur to me that maybe the chiefs and other teams too uh there's a lot of trick plays around the goal goal line the teams are getting a little too uh too cute yeah i think we uh you know I, I, it's, there's nothing wrong with a little boring football and, and coach Schottenheimer <laughs> used to say that all the time especially back in you know my first couple years in 91 and 92 before you know we implemented the west coast offense you know marty was always a big proponent that you know if you win i don't care if it's boring and you know and i think maybe we need to go back to that maybe maybe the chiefs need to get in an eye formation you know and um and you know, i think a lot of it too is we you don't see a whole lot of under centers uh you know quarterback sets right so it's it's different in the shotgun so if you're not used to taking the snap under center to get that quick handoff and, you know, the quick or the quick snap to the quarterback and then the quick handoff, you know, you got to come up with some different kind of sets and plays. Right. So think about that as you're, as you know, if you're a fan and you're watching games, you know, whether you're watching them on, you know, ESPN highlights or you're watching all the, you know, best of plays on, on NFL network or however you, you know, catch your football, watch those plays down around the goal line and, and start to take note of how many under center uh, sets that, that you see where the quarterback's under center. Cause when you think about it, you know, you're, you're, you're giving the defense a chance to see everything when the quarterback's in shotgun formation, when he's under center, you know, you're getting the ball immediately from the center and you're, you're, you know, you're a foot, a yard, however far you are from the goal line in that particular play. And then you just, you know, a quick handoff happens a lot faster. Um, you know, when you got a halfback or a fullback running at the quarterback to get the handoff, they've already got a head of speed, head of steam going. They've got their momentum going, but right now in, in shotgun formation, it takes a little bit more to get the, to get the forward momentum of the running backs going. So, you know, fans need to take a look at that, you know, take a look at the kinds of sets because you very rarely see quarterbacks under center on the goal line anymore. 
Speaking of uh, kind of difficulties in short yardage, um, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, again, struggled with that Monday night. Important for Chiefs fans to kind of follow the Steelers because the Chiefs and Steelers are jockeying for that number one seed. So important this year because there's only one bye this year. There have been two in the, in the mm-hmm. past. Um, and right now the Steelers still, even though they lost, thanks to Alex Smith and the Washington football team, the Steelers right now still hold the one seed because the first tiebreaker conference record, the Steelers lost to an NFC team. The Chiefs have lost to the AFC uh, Las, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but it's interesting. I, I really – so I think it's important the Chiefs can get that one seed and have one less game. Uh, the Steelers are struggling a little bit running the ball and stuff. But, you know, when, when I was watching them, what made me – I think the best thing – the best thing the Chiefs have going, obviously, is Mahomes and their, their skill position weapons. The second thing, the Steelers, I think, would have been a great matchup against the Chiefs with that incredible defense. But now, Joe, they've lost two guys for the season, two Pro Bowl-level players, Devin Bush and Bud Dupree, which is very mm-hmm. sad to uh, ACL injuries. So, And I look at the Chiefs, again, besides beside, um, Patrick Mahomes and their skill weapons, the second best thing really is their health. They've really mm-hmm. – Mitchell Schwartz uh, has been gone for a long time. I'm worried about him, and that is a loss. But other mm-hmm. than that, they've been really healthy. And the guys, the important guys who have gotten hurt, the Sammy Watkins, Legereus Sneeze playing well, Alex Okafor, have all come back. So that mm-hmm. – that again, I think like several weeks ago, I'm like, oh, man, the Steelers look like they could give the Chiefs – not anymore do I, I, I feel like that's, that's as much of a worry. Absolutely, Jeff. It's a game of attrition, right? Mm-hmm. The healthiest teams always, you know, always, uh, you know, they always win out and, and they always, you know, if you can keep the, your best 11 on each side of the ball and keep your special teams guys healthy, those are the teams that are going to have a, a distinct advantage, uh, especially going into the crunch time of the playoffs. And, you know, plus the Steelers, you know, man, what a crazy, you know, run they had there for those couple of weeks. They played how many games in so many weeks? I mean, it was just, yeah, right. you know, to, to see a team have to do that. And, I, you know, I just you, just, you just hope that wasn't part of the, or that wasn't a, a contributing factor to some of those injuries, right? The players were just playing in such a short span and, and exhibiting that kind of, uh, you know, effort in such a short time without as much recovery as they probably needed. So, you know, that's unfortunate um, that they that they got caught up in that schedule crunch there with with some of the COVID testing and the games getting postponed. So, you know, one of the one of the interesting scenarios when you go back to the Steelers and you think about where they would have been, you know, or they were in a better chance of this a couple of weeks ago before they lost is thinking that the the Chiefs, I'd read an article that the Chiefs could possibly go into Pittsburgh as a a road favorite, right? Mm-hmm. And that and that the yeah. Steelers, they could have met they could have met up in the AFC championship game with with the with the Steelers as a home dog. Like that would have been crazy, right? Mm-hmm. To be a home underdog after getting the bye. Because I, I think I do think that the Chiefs have a little bit more than the Steelers mm-hmm. if they can open it up and 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 put the put the throttle down and I think they can, they could make a run um, at the Steelers and, and beat them pretty handily if they, if all the pieces fell into place. And then unfortunately for the Steelers with some of these injuries, it puts this, the chiefs in a little bit of a better place at this point. I totally agree. And you know, that home underdog thing could happen. I, I think that the, the chiefs are, are going to finish with a better record than the Steelers. I think the Steelers just have some tough games left. And we mentioned those injuries, but 
hey, they still have the number one seed right now, the Steelers, so that could uh, very well happen. But before we get to the number one seed and worried about maybe going 15-1, right. Chiefs have a tough game this weekend that might not have looked so tough when we first saw the schedule come out. Again, they returned to Miami, the site of the Super Bowl. Joe, how do you see this one uh, shaping up? Well, I think one of the things is, you know, and look, this isn't anything a fan can't see if they just look at the schedule, but, you know, it does smack you in the face when you think about the fact that the Dolphins are 7-1 and one since week four. And, and I'm going to go back to our theory that we've talked about multiple times is that, you know, September is the new training camp, right? So you got to give teams those first couple of weeks, especially this year, right, especially in, in the year of uh, COVID-19 where, you know, teams were going into, into these games so – I'm not saying unprepared. That's probably the wrong word. But they were going into it so ill-prepared, mm-hmm. you know, starting the season off with very little team practices and things like that. So, you know, I give, I give the Dolphins a lot of credit for wallowing through those first four weeks, and now they're on a seven-and-one run. And, you know, beating a, a tough Bengals team, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're a tough team. Um, I, I think, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to be, they're, they're going to be really good competition for the Chiefs uh, come this week. And I think Tua Tagalavoa, there we go. I got it. I was practicing well that. Well, I was practicing that knowing we were going to be recording. Uh, I, you know, I think, I think Tua is, I, I have a lot of time for Tua just based on all the things that he has done um, in his career and, and the way that he handled, you know, the stuff with Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. um, at Alabama and how, what a class act he is. So I think Tua is – I really do think a lot of him, and I think he is one of those future players of the NFL that they're going to be able to hang their hat on, not just because he's a great player, but because of his character. So I think, um, I think he's, he's coming into his own and he's finding his way. He's got a great tutor and mentor in, in Fitz, you know, the Fitz magic that's behind that team so I think it you know I I I think it's going to be a really good game and I think it's going to I think it's going to rest obviously as most teams that are playing the Chiefs um, who seem to always have a giant bullseye on their back uh, because you know they're the Chiefs right and everybody brings out the big guns for them it's going to rest on Miami's defense I think in this game Uh, yeah and great great point about Tua I'm not as bold as you. I'm going to stick with the first first name here. <laughs> but great points about Tua. And this is these are two teams. The future looks bright in Miami. You can see like the Tua Mahomes being kind of a fun quarterback uh, matchup for years to come. Uh, Joe, you mentioned the Miami defense has been really strong, and that's there's some fun um, matchups to watch. I think there. Um, I, I spoke to uh, Xavier Howard early in the week, and he actually leads the NFL in interceptions he's a guy that might not be a real well known national name but he's very good and they also have byron jones who they sign at corner Mm -hmm. two the most uh so they have two of the highest paid cornerbacks uh in the nfl for good reason so watching them match up against the chiefs bevy of weapons is it should be fun i think that's something the uh the fans should uh watch out there and he was saying that you know, you talk about the Dolphins, so slow start. He was saying, you know, that that's what the coaches were preaching to them. That they're like, we're one play away here or there and just keep building and keep building. And now, um, you know, they're, they're really playing good football. The other guy to watch, uh, Chiefs fans, Emmanuel Ogba. You remember him from last year. He was on the Super Bowl champs, got hurt, but had a good start. He has had a remarkable year. He has eight sacks for the Dolphins. So uh, a former Chiefs 
player could uh, present problems uh, to, to Kansas City. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Joe, any other matchups you, you see that uh, that are really worth uh, paying attention to for Chiefs fans? I, I think I think the matchup's going to be – and this is just, you know, just, just what I think. Um, you know, we'll see what happens as the game unfolds and, and where the talent lies and, and who shows up. But I think the matchup is going to be the offensive line of the Chiefs versus the defensive line of the Dolphins in the run game. Mm-hmm. I think if the Chiefs can get movement up front, it will negate what you had talked about. And you bring up great points about Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And, you know, even some of the, the, the play of their safeties has been, has been relatively strong. I, I think they're, they're, you know, Kyle Van Noy is a good cover linebacker. Um, you know, they, they run a, they run a, what, what would be a typical um, three, four defense, right? You don't see much of that true three, four anymore with like a nose guard, and the two defensive ends and, and sort of the four linebackers. Um, you don't see a whole lot of that uh, as much. And uh, I, think, I think if the Chiefs can get it going in the run game and use their big, powerful, you know, linemen to get Le'Veon and CP, CP uh, or CEH, sorry, uh, out, you know, out in the field a little bit and get, get the game winning on their feet, I think, I think Edwards Alaire and, and Le'Veon Bell can, could have a really good game and could take you know, even more pressure off of the passing game. And then that, and what that does is that opens things up for Eric Bieniemy, right? To, to use Patrick the way he wants to use him, as opposed to being forced to, to using him. Um, the other supply I've mentioned a couple times that, you know, you're returning to the site of the chief's greatest triumph, uh, the Super Bowl victory against the 49ers. And Andy Reid actually did point out it's a little different. They were actually, they were technically the home team against the 49ers. So a little bit different locker room and stuff, but still kind of a, a, a neat uh, thing there for sure. That's a, a theme we'll be following. I'm sure they're going to talk about it a lot on the broadcast here. Yeah, that's always a fun, it's always fun when you go back to a place or you're, or you could go back to a place. Like whenever a team, you know, I'll never forget in, in, in 1995, when we played in uh, Arizona, right, for the site of the, the famed, you know, Steve Bono 76 yard run. And, you know, I was able to score in that game, which was exciting. And, you know, the Super Bowl was there that year. And it's, it's always really exciting when you either have been to a place where you've had tremendous success, or you're, you know, you could possibly go back to a place that has, uh, where you would have success if you're able to get there. So the, the players do, do enjoy that, you know, they, they do enjoy, you know, going to these different stadiums, going to the different venues, going to the different cities and, uh, you know, especially knowing that they've got great history there. Or like I said before, if, you know, if it's like the future site of a Super Bowl and you think, God, it's going to be great to get back here to this place. Players really do enjoy that. And, and I think it will bring another emotional level for the Chiefs knowing, you know, as they get off the plane and they probably take the same route and they're probably going to stay at the same hotel, you know, they're going to be like, all right, here we are. We're, we're back here again. And, you know, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good emotional swing for the Chiefs to be going back to the place where they, where they had that ultimate victory. And, and, and of course, the Chiefs defeated the Buccaneers two weeks ago, the site of this year's Super Bowl. So that, another cool thing. Now, did a, uh, before that Cardinals game, a very memorable one with the Bono run, you you leading him the way. Come on, come on, Steve, come on. Uh, did did Marty Schonheimer mention uh, that that was the site of Super Bowl? Did he use that as motivation, or did nothing need to be said? Oh no, he definitely did. You know, he 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 definitely said, "Look, you know, this is the place we got to get back to. You know, let's go out and perform. We got this. This game is in our way, right? Because Marty was never a uh, he was never one to you know look past any teams." 
Um, he said, you know, we got to get past this game, not thinking too far ahead, but guys, isn't it going to be sweet to, you know, come back to this field, you know, when it's really cold in Kansas City and it'll be nice and warm here uh, and, and to be playing in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, he definitely used it as motivation not, and, and not in a way that made anybody feel like he was looking past anybody um, in any of the games, but just kind of like that, that feeling that like, you know, it's going to get cold in Kansas City soon. So let's get back to this nice warm weather in, you know, January and, and get it done. So, yeah, Marty definitely used that as, as motivation. We definitely made a point of it that it was a place we wanted to get back to. Interesting stuff. And it, it was fun that we had Carl Peterson, the former GM, on the show last week. And, of course, and one of the things, one of the first things he mentioned when we were talking about kind of those years, what was that game? Was that Steve Bono play? So it's, it's such a memorable game. This current game, our sponsors at Bet Online have the Chiefs as seven and a half point favorites. You know, kind of a, a high line considering uh, the Dolphins' eight and four record. Is that what about you? Is that kind of you see like a, a touchdown difference in the, in the Chiefs' victory? I think so, Jeff. I, I, I do. I, I, you know, the, the, while the Dolphins have been playing, you know, really good football, um, I think while, the, while they have a lot of really good things going, you know, I think Coach Spagnuolo's got enough going with this defense right now. He's got enough of these pieces in place that he's going he's gonna to be going after Tua and going to be giving him fits. So I think – you know, I think, and plus, I think from a Vegas perspective, it's a little bit of a momentum game, right? The people, a lot of betters are probably saying, "Look, the Chiefs, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call that comeback win, you know, against the Broncos last week, you know." And you and I were texting back and forth, saying we knew they were going to win, and it just was going to take a little time, right? right and we were right. going back and forth in the third and fourth quarter. You know, I think it's one of those games where the Chiefs are going to people. People are betting, saying, all right, the Chiefs, that can't happen to the Chiefs two weeks in a row, right? Mm-hmm. This, this team is too good. They're too talented. You know, you go back and you look at the, at the Tyreek Hill should have been touchdown, right? You look at some of the, the penalties that, that, you know, on his backflip touchdown <laughs> that they had to call back. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of points in there that the Chiefs don't usually give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's, you know, there's like, there's some points right there that, that, you know, you tack that back onto that Broncos game and it's probably not even close, right? So I, I think this is a momentum game for the Chiefs and it's one of those games where as a, as a better, you're saying not that, you know, we all know that when you flip a coin, the odds of it coming up heads or tails in different times is always the same. And you always say, if you flip a coin, you know, three times in a row heads, people will always say in statistics, will say, oh, well, it's, it can't be heads again. Well, guess what? The odds are exactly the same as going to be heads again, you know, because you, you can't factor that, that momentum into statistics. But I think in football you can, and I think this is a momentum game for them, and I think they're going to they're gonna come out strong. So I, I think it's going to be a seven-point win. I think, I think the Miami will keep pace with the Chiefs as long as they possibly can. I think they'll score late to make it a little bit closer. So I see this game, you know, like a 28-21. So, you know, the Chiefs may not cover. If it stays at seven and a half, they may not cover the spread. But, you know, I think the Chiefs will come in. You know, it's going to be like one of those 28 to 21 games. But that, that 21 is going to come for the Dolphins a little bit later in the game where they're just trying to come back and, and maybe they score with, you know, a couple of minutes left or something. And, you know, things, things get a little frantic for them at that point. But that, that's how I see it playing out. They'll, they'll keep pace with them early. Tua, they're going to get after Tua, and and then I think the Chiefs open it up like they usually do, and you know somewhere in the third or fourth quarter. 
Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I see it. Like, you know, when you see a seven-point line, that, that seems big. But I think this is going to be a close game, especially early on like you do. You know, Brian Flores, maybe the coach of the year uh, for the Dolphins and a Bill Belichick disciple. I think he's going to have some wrinkles. They have a good defense. I think they're going to make it a little tough going for the Chiefs. Uh, but I think that the Chiefs pull away in the fourth quarter. So I think it's a close game, but the Chiefs win, you know, they score a touchdown to get that margin. But it's, I think this is going to be a, a close game, a, a closer game than than we would have uh, maybe expected when we first saw the uh, schedule come out after the way the Dolphins have struggled the last several years. Yeah, definitely, Jeff. One quick anecdote story. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, When I was coaching high school football in Pennsylvania, we had played in a in an early on playoff game in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which was because it was the home field of the team that we were playing in. I think it was the semifinals, or maybe it was may, may have been the quarterfinals of the state playoffs. And I'll never forget we got off the bus, and in Hershey, you know, they pump the chocolate out into the air like they really do. You can you can smell chocolate when you when you get into the town. And Hershey, the football stadium, is a place where a lot of Pennsylvania schools play state championships because it's a beautiful stadium, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's just for that. And I'll never forget, we got off the bus, and everybody said, man, coach, can you smell the chocolate? And I said, well, if you want to get back to the state championship, smell the chocolate. So <laughs> that was our mantra for the rest of the playoffs. Every time we would get ready for another playoff game, we'd always say, all right, guys. I can smell the chocolate. We're going to get back to Hershey. So I, I know that's even at high at the high school level, teams love that kind of feeling of playing in a place that's familiar. Great anecdote, Joe. Is that and maybe they'll be have some familiar smells. You know, maybe some Cubano sandwiches. Yeah, smell exactly. Or smell right? the Cubanos. Smell the Cubanos. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.